Good evening, everybody. Uh, we're going to be singing some uh, songs for you this we evening. We can hear you. Landlord <laughs> <laughs> just I'm looking at you. Can you just turn it down, please? Good evening, everybody. Uh, we're going to do our best I to uh, sing you some uh, old favourites <laughs> from uh, from yesteryear. So you can uh, see yeah. that you're clipping. <laughs> if you uh, if you know the words, please. Uh, <laughs> Please feel free to uh, to sing along. We're going to start off with uh, uh, an old, an old, uh, a favourite, one of the f- many favourites on the uh, on the jukebox. It's uh, of course American Pie by who? It's uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's American Pie, American Pie by Don McLean. Thank you. Sound like a couple of coins. Why does it sound like a couple of coins? Sing along if you know the words. Fucking hell. <laughs> right in it. Not got any ears anymore. <laughs> long, long, long time ago, I can still remember how that music used to make me smile. And I, I knew that I had my chance and I could make those people dance. And maybe, maybe they'd be happy, happy for, for a while, while, for a while. You know it. Fuck out. But February, February made me shiver with every paper I deliver. Bad news on the doorstep. I couldn't take one more step. <laughs> oh, I, I don't I can't remember <laughs> if I cried when I read about his widow bride. But something, something touched my t- Oh, fucking hell. Deep in time. Sorry about that. The day the music died. Anyway. <laughs> so bye-bye, Miss American Pie. Don't be shaving to the living, but my living. Drinks at the bar, everyone. Fuck Drinks at the out. bar. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You get look who's talking. I get this. Back off. Good morning. Good day. No, sorry. Good good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good day. Good evening. Good night. Wherever it is, wherever you may be, by car, by horse, by rail, by land, by sea. Wherever you might want to be. No. Yeah. Well, maybe. But We'll take you there. Wherever you are. Snuggled up in a in a cosy nook of a room, with those that you love, with your loved ones around. Um, it could be in a in a traditional English pub. Could be at the foot of Mount Snowdon in that little cafe with the woman who's miserable as shit. Could be there. Uh, you could you could be in Llangollen, looking at the river. Uh, but obviously, take into account that there's horrendous roadworks at the minute, so it might take you a while to get in and out, and they've removed all the free parking, so you're going to have to pay. 
if that's what you want, that's what you'll get. Because it's all give, give, give to WCCY. So bearing that in mind, my name's Harold. (laughs) More take, take, take. Uh, Bear in mind. uh, No, bearing that in mind. Given... uh, Fuck uh, me. That may be a given. uh, So uh, strap in and welcome to Who Can Convince You? The Doctor Who Review. My name's Harold, as always. Well, not as always, because my name changes on a weekly basis. Depends who's speaking. Anyway, I'm Harry. And that over there is... I don't know what it is, but it's uh, it's not nice. Blob, that goes by the name of Luke. Yeah, Flubber. I go by Luke, but you can always call me Flub. <laughs> and Flub. today, we're here to talk to you about the stories Robot from Tom Baker and The Doctor's Wife from Matt Smith. Um, how does this day find you? Uh, this day finds me well. It's very late, as always. Um... I'm bored. I want to get on with it. There you go. Uh, I haven't prepared a quiz this week, so you know how I... I you have. I haven't. I have. Have you? Yeah. Just just make it now. Just get it up. <laughs> you ready? Mm-hmm. So this week we've got a great quiz um, done by the lovely Dusty Baxter Wright. I know them well. So, what is the capital of Finland? <laughs> Helsinki! Correct. Wow. Uh, what is... Oh, these are sort of capitals. In Harry Potter, what is the name of the Weasley house? Home. The borough. Mm. One more. What does the AC button on a calculator stand for? I know. Gonna have to rush you. Uh, I don't know. I have Googled this before. All clear. All bollocks. No, it isn't. It is. Uh, do you want one more bonus? Oh, go on then. Uh, what is Scooby Doo's full name? Scooby Smudduth. Scooby Doo. <laughs> right, well, thanks for that quiz. Thank you very much. Um. I just want to take a moment out of tonight's proceedings just to thank... I don't know what you're putting that away for because you need your notes in a minute. Uh, I just want to take a moment out of tonight's proceedings. Just a little pause here. Scoobert, dear. <laughs> just to say uh, thank you to our previous guest on the podcast, Mr. Ian Martin from All of Time and Space. Cheers, Ian. Um, and the Electric Sodcast. Um, yeah. If you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. If you want a bit more, if you want 40 minutes more, go to Patreon. Mm. Go it's to a bit our Patreon. That episode as well. Uh-oh. Have you seen it? Yeah. A few boo boos in there. Yeah, there is a few boo boos in there. Too late now. No going back now. Uh, so, yeah. Thanks, Ian. Cheers, Ian. Hope you're having a lovely time. I haven't listened to your most recent episode of your new podcast yet. Uh, was your pilot episode, um, but I will do at some point. Me? No, Ian's new podcast. Oh, right, the Electric Sodcast. That's the one. Hmm. It's a comedy podcast. Where All right, we've plugged it enough now. Right, so... Um... Pop on you. See. See. Wow. Now, you have a real hard time with New Who recently. Mm. Uh, so... 
you want me to do it or not? What, as in just abort? <laughs> I'll make it brief. Okay, go for it. The Doctor's wife. Uh, yeah. I think it should have been called... Sorry, I'll get closer. The Doctor's wife. Jesus Christ. You said get close. Yeah, but... yeah, you The, doctor's, go, the doctor's wife. The, the, doctor, the Doctor's wife. Uh, I reckon the, the, the episode should have been called Journey to the Centre of the Earth Part 1. Matt is great. And I think this is around this time, season six is where they really play with time. They really, you know, fuck with it. It's great. In a good way. In a great way. Oh, right, okay. Uh, so, the 11th Doctor receives a message from an old Time Lord friend. Uh, the message brings him to Warwy Williams and Amy Pond to another universe where they meet an alien who eats Tardises. It was released the 14th of May, 2011. Written by Neil Gaiman. What does he look like? Do I have a Google? Yeah, uh, no, he looks, he looks like a, uh, a writer of comics and things and sci-fi. I think he's got long, straggly hair. Oh, right. Okay, I know what you mean. Everybody wanted him to be the next Show showrunner. I would agree. I would agree. He looks like a showrunner as well. Yeah, I wish he was. Mm. You? Anyway, Neil Gaiman has, uh, was written, has written this one, and he also wrote the screenplay for the CGI Beowulf film in 2007. Coraline. No, Beowulf. Coraline. Coraline. Did he do that as well? Yeah. Really? Too, yeah. Tell you what, I like his style. I do, actually. I think he's great. I want to see Neil again, because I think it was like there was a lot of hearsay that he might have been the next showrunner before Moffat. But of course, Moffat. Still in there. Uh, directed by Richard Clark, who uh, directed a couple episodes of Life on Mars. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Not too bad. And produced by... S- None other than she's German. We all love her. I can't say her name. It's Sani Wallenberg. I'm gonna go with that one. For who's who's this now? The producer. Oh right, okay. Don't bother with that. Nobody cares. Uh, so first up, we got a fucking nude. <laughs> uh, I like the trash collectors. They remind me of the people from the labyrinth. She's in Doc Martin. Uh, she is. She's, in, she's quite prevalent in that as well, isn't she? Quite prevalent. You're on season two of Doc Martin? We are. Season, season two. I still want to continue watching on Britbox. Episode seven? Maybe. Possibly. Seems just about over halfway. I love Doc Martin. <laughs> I do. I think it's great. And Warwy and Pond, I call them Drip and Drop. <laughs> They're actually pretty good. Are they? They're never bad. They're just... Rory's never bad. He's just Rory. Anyway. Insert uh, I noticed here. in this episode, I don't know why, I don't mean to be mean, because I think he's good looking, mm-hmm. but Matt's nose is fucking huge. Wide, isn't it? Yeah. I only ever really noticed fucking in this episode, wide. it's huge. Yeah. Suits him, though. Suits him. Does it? You own it, Matt. I think you look great. Okay. I would. Now, uh... I reckon you, this this really riled you up. I reckon that you hated this episode. Okay. I reckon there was a few things in there that just made you just turn away, like how uh, the lady's called sexy. Oh yeah, uh, I was out. I was I absolutely think, out. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, 
the kissing. You were saying turtle, like go back in the shell. I didn't even turtle. I just thought, <laughs> why is this happening? Um, Make it stop. I had fond memories of this, and I was correct. It's, it's. I think it proves that it doesn't matter what wacky things you do, what stupid decisions you make, as long as the story's interesting. Doesn't matter what you, you do, do. And you do show some interesting things in there, and you tell it well. You can get away with quite a lot. Mm. And I thought this was enjoyable. In fact, it's one of my favourite episodes, believe it or not. Shit me. There's some really bad things in there, like, sexy. But, I don't know. It kind of, the first time I heard it, I was like, oh, gross. But then it comes back up later on. When Rory and Pond. Yeah, they, yeah. And it, Matt says, oh, no, the TARDIS says, oh, you, and he calls me sexy. And then Matt's like, oh, shut up. Yeah, I don't know. He plays it. No, I don't know. I kind of not like it, but it kind of worked. It was funny. It was enjoyable. I like this episode. You know? Do you? Yeah. Well, what about good. you? Uh, I hated it. Every bit of it. Hated it. Really, really, yeah. really hated it. Yeah. Yeah. Hated it. This is like the worst thing you could have imagined. After it's not the worst thing I could imagine. No. Uh, I'll never watch it At again. Missy's not in it. That is true. Uh, it felt as it. if they wanted Helena Bonham Carter, but they couldn't afford her. So it is. they just went with uh, the woman out of Dr. Foster. Oh, it's her, isn't it? Yeah. What's, is her name Saran sure. Jones? Yeah, why not? I don't know what her name is. Um, like, that's wrong. No, it isn't. That's not her name. Doesn't matter. Nobody cares. Uh, Shall I just go straight into it? Uh, Yeah. The, the doc gets mail in mid-space. And there's a knock on the, on the TARDIS door, isn't there? Uh, there is. He's not. That's what he says. I've got mail. Uh, That's great. That was pretty good, though. Yeah, it was cool. Thank you. No, I mean my impression. Uh, I don't mean the scene. Pointless. What the hell's going on? Really? Oh, Isn't it God. like, wait, what? There's a knock on the door. Everything's so interesting. Is like, it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's a white box. Mm. Um, it tells him that Matt, that there's another Time Lord alive. <gasps> uh, they travel to where the Time Lord should be, uh, which is just outside the universe. Mm. Uh, it sounds better than it looks. Yeah. Uh, but the planet looks pretty good. It, in the universe outside our universe. Mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit, that's going to be cool. No. Uh, huge engines and of like scrap and stuff. It looks pretty cool. Yeah, it looks all right. The planet yeah. looks pretty cool. We, yeah. see, we see like one polished slice of it. Yeah, it looks fine. I'm seeing it. it looks fine. <laughs> it looks fine. Uh, if you've got to watch it, it looks fine. And, uh, I like the bubble on a bubble. Analogies. I've never seen a bubble stuck to a bubble. Really? Yeah. I can do you one. <laughs> I like it. Mm-hmm. I just remember when dialogue wasn't boring as fuck. That's oh, all. I think oh, I just appreciate oh, that. Well, it is. It's not. It is boring. It's not boring. We watched this before you came as yeah. well. Yeah, I know. Because uh, I came in and it, Doctor Who still played it was a. Uh, Rebel Flesh. Yeah, that was on. All those people or whatever yeah, it is, yeah. I remember that. It's a good episode. Though. Awful. Not... There's some terrible dialogue in this. Just people saying things. Like, cut to a scene of her in a cage. She says about four words and that's it. Yeah, I don't like her. It's anything. I like the idea of her. Mm, I don't. No, I don't have her. Anyway. <sighs> Speaking of. Mm hmm. I can't stand her. Uh, 
I mean, yeah, same. Yeah, I, yeah. It's just the, I like the idea. It's just something that sounds a bit better on paper. It shouldn't really. Yeah, be it doesn't this. really. Yeah, it doesn't matter who the actor is. It's gonna be shit. Yeah, I don't think it's acted particularly well, but at the same time, I don't think it sort of it doesn't work. There's there's no need. It doesn't no, do anything. It doesn't really work. It doesn't. It, it doesn't even not do anything. I think it would have been a lot more if we saw like actually like it just um a throwaway thing in the episode where it's like you see the like a message on a screen mm. like the TARDIS actually talks through type. I think that would be more effective. Having the TARDIS personified. It's just a bit. Oh. We don't need this. Sixty. Yeah, years the idea. The idea is fine. It's just. Are you sure, Neil? We need to fill a gap. But right? it's interesting. Yeah, sort of. It's interesting. I'd rather be interesting than just dull and shit like uh, Doctor is now. I mean, I'd argue but that happened midway through David Tennant and it never really recovered. But halfway. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Start. Start. I'd argue it started with Rose and uh so begin. <laughs> an unearthly child. No. Oh, classic who's great. And he try and the TARDIS tries to and it's not she's not the TARDIS yet, is she? No. But she tries to kiss him. But Matt hates it too and I like behind. biting. It's like kissing but with a winner. What? what? <laughs> Neil. Oh no, Moffat. Oh. Yeah. Hey, just give me the script. I'm just gonna, <laughs> just give just me this gonna bit. pencil something in. You don't have to use it, but. Moffat, you done? Aye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Matt hides behind Rory and Pond. I like that. I wish every doctor would do that. Just like escape this kissing lark, but it's only in this scene. I don't like Matt Smith. I do. You need to get over this. Matt, I, d- I Matt, don't think... Me and Ian both agree the Matt's the best. Of New Who. Oh, come on. Come on, he, boys. He's a really good actor, though. Is he? Yeah. Hasn't his Hollywood career flopped? No. No, funny. Okay. I think it's more like you don't see him in everything, so... Pop the crown. I thought the thing that What's he was he in... in? He's in a Marvel film, isn't he, or something, but no. everybody says it's crap. No, he's not in Marvel. He's in something like that. I hate him with short hair, though. Fuck you, Matt, for short hair. Never shave your head again. Oh, he's in Morbius. Mm. I forgot about that. He's in Morbius. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we don't talk about Morbius. But he's in. He's actually in a big TV show coming up. Is he? Game of Thrones 2. <laughs> <laughs> House of the Dragon. Right, okay. Uh, he's got a big role in that. Uh, he's got crown. long hair in it. Yeah, big. He's a. Uh, Targaryen, so he's got long white hair. Didn't like Game of Thrones. Uh, I thought it was crap. Well, you're completely wrong. Series 1 to 4 is some of the best things that have ever been written. Really? For TV. Okay. Honestly. All right, okay. How is it not some of the best things that have been written for TV? Naked people. Yeah. Dragons. Yeah. That's it. No. It's great. Uh, don't watch after series four. There's not much point. Uh, I, House of Dragons probably gonna be not great though. It might not be. It might be brilliant. I believe in Matt. He was great in the Crown. Uh, I have no faith in him. <laughs> you just don't like Matt. Boom. I haven't seen him in last night in Soho. Soho. 
So, uh, he was in Spider-Man. Whoa. Who was he in Spider-Man? The Tobey Maguire one. Was he? Nah. Oh, fuck. He, he doesn't say he plays anyone. It just says Matt Smith. I was in this. Matt yeah, he was. Just says yeah, he was. Yeah, you're just saying it, Matt. He was in Star Wars, apparently. Was he? I can't remember him that either. No. Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. I actually really like that. I think that's a good film. He was in Sarah Jane Adventures. As the Doctor, I'd assume. Probably. <laughs> uh, oh, and obviously he was in an adventure in space and time mm. at the end. And the bit that ruins it. <laughs> yeah, it does ruin it, to be fair. He didn't need to be in there. This is it gr- just dates oh. it straight away. Yeah. It didn't need to be there. Oh, this is for the 50th. Well, he's not it? actually in like, that much, but no one knows Matt Smith. Do they? Yeah. Okay. I love Matt Smith. He still looks like Frankenstein. and I don't think he's a very good actor, but it is what it is. I think he looks odd, but it suits him. <laughs> it does suit him. Everybody says to me, like whenever I say it, they go, oh, don't be mean. I mean, yeah, he does, but... He does, but... <laughs> he's not ugly, though. I'd rather someone looking unique than just... Yeah. I sound like his mum. You look unique. Don't let anybody bring you down. Baby. Ooh. Anyway, um, we've got some reactions though from Pond and Warwy in the scene, and it's nice the companions doing something rather than I mean when, when the thing with New Who now is that when two characters are speaking and there's more characters on set, those characters don't exist. They're in a void while those two characters are speaking. It's like they cannot multitask characters at the same time. It's really bad, especially Ryan. He doesn't do anything. Just stand there. At least Graham's like does something. Just looks oh, around okay. a bit. Okay. Okay. You're um, brilliant. But no, Rory and Pond, seeing them just in this episode again, it's nice seeing them do something. Pond's very heavy handed, but a character is like that. Don't know if uh, I like that or not. I prefer Clara. Clara. Good <laughs> cat. I can't do it. Hang on. Clara. No. No. Clara. 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 But these are companions. <laughs> and same with uh, Sarah Jane in your episode. Like, it's a companion. It's someone who's there to support They do you. something. They do something. Yeah. Rory and Dweeb do something. <laughs> Rory and Dweeb. <laughs> the, other, the other way around. Amy Pond and Dweeb. Dweeb. Yeah. They do actually do something. You can't argue with that. Mm. They do stuff. They do stuff, yeah. That's better than what we've got now. It is, yeah, <laughs> I admit. It is probably better than what we've got now. It's probably better than what we've got now. Um, Not not much longer now. <laughs> but I just love their little... Nothing man. happens in I love, the story. Sorry. It does. I love the little mannerisms and stuff like that. I do appreciate it. Now, uh, Auntie and Uncle. What are we thinking? Well, Auntie, uh, she was Doc in Doc Martin. Martin. Honestly, I think they're both great. Uh, I think she's I think okay. The best part of uh, this episode. Yeah, uh, uh, I um, I sat up a bit when I saw her because I was like, With a big "Oh arm. god, yeah." She was in. We watched her last night. Um, she we watched the Martin. episode. Yeah, and she was. It was okay. her first episode that Don't she was in. Um, yeah, uh, she's okay. Um, yeah. They're okay. They don't really do anything. But... They do. Yeah. Okay. yeah, but they do, though. Okay. 
don't. Why? Why? Because I'm trying to review an episode. <laughs> I feel it in my fingers. I feel it in my toes. Love is all around me. All around And so the feeling grows. Yeah. Nice little musical interlude there. So, Auntie and Uncle don't do anything? No, not really. Yeah, they, they do. Okay. Uh, what don't they... What do you think they don't do? Uh, something. You must have some something. reaction. Some reaction, something. Um, something. Try and engage with it. I think you just write it off straight away. And, and I think it's. Uh, I write it off straight away because as soon as it starts, it does something. What did, what did it do? Uh, oh, is it just just started? Really? Yeah. <laughs> um, this episode isn't. It's not bad telly. So it is. I get what bad you mean telly, with like because I can't stand Jodie's era now. Yeah, Doctor Who's just not very good. But no, um, no, I'd agree. But this isn't bad. It's not great. Well, no, no, it's no not Doctor Who's great, but oh, it's when it's great. It's great for Doctor Invasion. Um. This, I, love this, I just love the soundtrack. Even that stock. Understand. <laughs> Great for talk to you. No, it's a it's a really decent story. Yeah. To be fair. Um, yeah, it's decent. Yeah. Brain Morbius. No, it's good for talk to you. Gives Andrews a good story. Robot to death. Can't remember. Great show in the galaxy. <laughs> Brilliant. Top tier. Um, <laughs> oh, oh right. Okay. How did it start? How did it? Start? What's the pre-title sequence? I can't remember now. That's Jody's one, that isn't it? Love is all around me. And so a woman the... named Idris is led down a corridor. Oh right, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was out straight away with her. I was out straight away. Okay. It just uh I don't know I don't know. We need to watch we need to do like a commentary. We need to do I need to com- watch one with you. Yeah. And when you say, when the first thing you say is out, we need to you're there and then you don't have to write anything down. You can tell me straight away what. what right. You're okay. We we need to do that. Yeah. But for now, let's try and tackle this, eh? Yeah. So, uh, auntie and uncle, uh, I think they're acted really well. They're really fun to watch. Yes. Uh, they're not in it too much though. No. Uh, don't disagree with me. <laughs> uh, and uh, their uh, body modification things, I think. They're they, great, aren't they? I love all the creepy shit in this. Mm. It's great. Yeah, it's really thrilling. Please don't. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm just being positive. I'm just being. Positive. I don't want it to be positive. I just want it to be constantly negative. No, no, I'm not. I'm not yeah. constantly negative. I'm saying to you, oh, the, Harold, the, the prosthetics that they use in this episode they they for Auntie and Uncle are uh, uh, visually adequate. Visually, thumbs up. Um. Uh, the Ud didn't need to be there. I don't really know why the Ud's there. No, yeah, same. Uh, I agree. I really don't know why the Ud's there. Absolutely. Uh, but the Doctor does discover the voices thanks to he the Ud, so maybe yeah. that's why. The Ud is there as a plot device. Which could have been anything else. It could have. So Yeah. 
Uh, but it's Voices of the Lost Time Lords. It is. Uh, so the old, the old thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> after talking to the planet, the Doc tricks Drip and Drop to go back to the TARDIS. He does. Uh, they get locked inside. They do. Yeah, the doc follows the voices to a cabinet full of those white boxes. He does. Time Lord distress signals. They are. Stop. <laughs> Please stop. I beg of you. Uh, they're all long dead. Mm-hmm. Again, there's creepy elements in this. I really appreciate that. Yeah. You don't. Absolutely. I was, don't, because I was... Absolutely. Was Absolutely. What? Yes. You, you're just saying it, though. Just don't say... It's just a load don't of agree. fucking white boxes in a cupboard. No, I know, but it's like the sentiment of like the lost voice of Time Wars. And really? It's just creepy. There's a lot of creepy oh, stuff. It's just in a there. fucking voicemail, isn't it? Well, not even that. It's just the, the creepy stuff in this episode. There's like a what? lot of it. Like what? What Auntie creepy and Uncle stuff? being crazy, and they've got like all the Time Wars oh, people that they've stitched onto bollocks. them. Bollocks. Okay. Uh, so, I can't really remember how this happens. It just sort of happens. The Dark talks to the woman who's. His wife. Why is it called the Doctor's wife? I don't know. That's weird. I really don't understand why the episode's called that. Uh, and she reveals herself to be the TARDIS. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It could have been awful, this. I don't think it was terrible. I think. It, it was... shouldn't have been done, but if it had to be done, I'm glad it was like this. Yeah. I think four times during this, I checked how long was left. Mm. Actually, it wasn't that bad. I checked three times. I think Leah checked once. So what was it so far that you really could not stand? It's just, it doesn't do anything. You keep it's, saying that. It's what, just like, come what on. What did you want it to do? Get on with it. Get on with what? Just, whatever you're going to do, just <laughs> it do it. Did. I'd argue it did. I'd, so what, did you want it to do something else? It's just, there's nothing there. There's nothing there. They turn what up right, right. What would you want? What would you want you in know your my mind criteria. for a new who story? You, you have know. to have new who. You have to have a new who. Oh, don't do this. You have to have no, it. No, you don't. So what do you want from a new who episode? Um, I want a hiatus. No. Oh. This is unbearable. Uh, what we, do we're I want? We're not doing new who again. What do I want? Yeah. Well, you know my criteria. You just say it's shit. You say uh, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't. Robots. Death. Yeah. Aliens, yeah. Monsters per minute, yeah. Guns, yeah. Yeah, this episode has no monsters. Adventure, technically. They turn up, right? It, yeah, come here. <laughs> they turn up, mm. mate. Yeah. They turn up. Yeah. There's a woman who s- swallows the TARDIS. There was an old lady who swallowed a shoe. Yeah. Right. She swallows the TARDIS. Yeah. She's the personification. Of the TARDIS. Yeah. Okay? Amy and Rory get put back in the TARDIS, and they stay there till the end of the episode. Yeah. Whilst this is happening... But they had to. Yeah. But whilst this is happening... It's a good thing they did. The Doctor and... Idris? Elba? Is is TARDIS an anagram of Idris? Is Mm. Idris an... No, it isn't, is it? No. Idris. It's just called <laughs> Sexy. Yeah. So, anyway, so... Call her Sexy. So, oh, no, thank you. <laughs> That's the name. Dr. Foster yeah. says... Uh, d- so, the Doctor and Dr. Foster, 
then make a TARDIS out of bits of TARDIS. Have a great right. one. If it's that easy. And go back into the TARDIS. Yep. And Idris dies. And the TARDIS goes back into the TARDIS. I'm not too sure what the thing was in, this, in the planet. The voice? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, by, dies, though. I think this is one of my favourite episodes because I appreciate how... It just says, fuck it, let's just try something. Mm-hmm. I did it in not a terrible way. There's some glare and things like that. I'm like, fuck it. But, I mean, it's stuff like in every Doctor Who episode. It's Doctor Who. What do you, what do you expect? But obviously, that is not enough for you. You need more. <laughs> uh, which is fair. Fair enough. Oh, it's just like, just make it good. If it's not good, why bring it back? Uh, no, I think it is good. <laughs> I just wish... Oh, it's just boring. It's just boring. I, I, wish, I wish he was showrunner. I do. It was what? This guy was showrunner. Really? Mm. I think it would inject a lot of uh, eerie stuff that would differentiate it from old Who, but still, like, there's some creepy stuff in old Who as well. Mm-hmm. But I think he's, he writes comedy pretty well, at least for what he did for Matt. I think Matt can play it really well, but he See, writes. I don't. I you just don't like Matt. Yeah, but I. Uh, but and I think I, how Matt is playing, how, like. The doctor's written this is really works for him. See, I really works. For I him. just can't stand it. Whenever he does anything on screen, mm. the more I watch of him, the more unbearable it gets. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Is I, it... I think the only one I can stand stand is maybe Eccleston and Capaldi, but his stories are that crap that I'm not they watching are terrible. him. Terrible. They are terrible. But Eccleston's are pretty bad as well. But luckily, he's only got, like, one. Luckily. So. so you haven't had a Doctor that you like yet? No. Well, no, you like Capaldi. So I do like... Uh, yeah, I do like Capaldi, but I would never watch... It's... Uh, there's just nothing there. Like, you know, like, The Witch is Familiar and The Magician's Apprentice. I used to think, God, that's really good, that. And then I rewatched it a couple of weeks ago. I was like, oh, God. That bit's good. And then, oh, God, Thank why is this happening? Oh, Missy's in it. Oh, and then the Cyberman one. Why are you so forgiving of old Who then, and not new Who? Because it's sort of there's just as many awful things in old Who. Yeah, but it's sort of. I think it gets a bit of it gets away with it a bit more because it's sort of it's its own thing. What? Well, no, it's it's the only thing that sort of does it. I just think uh, new Who tries to be classic Who. I think. Oh. I think it does. Mm. But it just isn't. I would argue it doesn't even try to be old. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to make a point and make everybody go, oh. Oh. I'd say Um, it's not trying at all to be old who. It just shoves in Zygons down again, saying, oh, look. I just don't think it's very good. It's not very good. I don't see the appeal of bringing it back. I don't understand why we keep making this. Matt's era is good telly. I don't think it is. I stand by that. I Honestly... I switched off. When it's not the, even just good for Doctor Who. It's it's good telly. Can I finish? When um, when uh, the original run was on, and it got sort of into season two of David Tennant, I just stopped. I stopped. I thought mm. I just don't want anything to do with this. <laughs> it's crap. Start a podcast now. Make it stop. And then, as I sort of dipped in and out, and then it's like, oh, the new Doctor's there. I'll watch the regeneration. Yeah. 
and I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Like, mm. oh, he's so much like Troughton. No, he isn't. Oh, Matt. Yeah. Fuck off. No, he isn't. Oh, he's so. Oh, he's got all the mannerisms, bollocks. Stick it up your ass. He does have the mannerisms, but he doesn't act like Troughton. Oh, oh, he's just crap. He, he does it, have mannerisms of Troughton. Right, there, then. But it doesn't mean he's like Troughton. It just has the mannerisms of like Troughton. Right. Yeah, but he does, though. I don't understand why you'd argue against that, because he just does. He doesn't, though. He does. He does some of the mannerisms of Troughton. I don't... No, he doesn't. He doesn't. Oh, dear. Troughton is not gangly. He doesn't do any of that sort of stuff. I know, but he could... He see, doesn't do any of that. I don't understand what people see. I do not get what people see. He's not very good. Just accept it, everyone. No, you need to accept that. He's no, decent. he's not. Just build a case then. Why shit? Right, I'm making a case for against Matt Smith. Right, mm. I don't think he delivers his dialogue very well, at all. I've said this before as well. Mm. If I could give you an example of a line, I would. He just says things in a weird way, and he's it's not a even weird character. Oh fuck this! Oh, because he's alien. No, 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 no. It's just bad acting. <laughs> <laughs> he's not a bad actor though. <laughs> I mean yeah, you're full of shit you are wish Matt was here so he could tell to his face right I don't think he delivers his dialogue in a very realistic way mm. I've never thought this skip skip I think his physical acting is an odd choice it's just an odd choice. I don't know why he does it. It become it makes it so CBBC. He is probably, I'd say, the most CBBC actor. Oh, Jody is. Jody definitely is. Jody's era is. Can we please? Can I just wrap up this real quick? Go on then. Right. Um, the dog sends Rory and Pond. A dog. The dog sends Rory and Pond into the. <laughs> TARDIS, uh, it gets locked. He's, he did it because he's trying to keep him safe. I don't know. Then the thing inside the planet takes over the TARDIS, and they get locked. Roy and Pond get locked inside the TARDIS, and they go. And the doctor's like, "What do I do now?" I like that. It's not telling. Huh? What? He doesn't know what to do, but he's excited what? by not knowing what to do. I yeah, like that. He is, yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, so I think that's why this is one of my favourite episodes because what happens inside the TARDIS. I beg your pardon? It's one of my favourite episodes. Okay. Just because it, it's, it's stupid, but I just love how interesting it is and it takes some of my boxes. Okay. Just because I love what happens inside that TARDIS. I'm, I'm it's horrible. Glad. I'm glad. Is it not? It's well, really cool. The aging thing and somehow Rory's face grows. Yeah, but it's all... It's not real. I know, it? yeah, it's not real. But I know, but like, when he's old, it's like a nose. Yeah, what? Rory what? didn't have that nose. I know what you mean. Uh, but this is really cool. And a bit tongue-in-cheek and cheesy, all the writing on the walls, but... The But when you see, like, Rory Skellington, like, his jaw open, like, Pond, Amy Pond's acting there. It's like... I actually, at that point, I did say to, to Leah, I said, what do you think of Karen Gillan as Amy? And she went, nah, she's not very good. And I said, I don't think she's very good either. But no. I think she can do she can do emotions quite well. She's not a very good actor, but she can do emotions quite well. <laughs> <laughs> well no, it's I don't think she's a bad actress. She's I think a bad she's actress. okay. She's she is okay. I don't think Rory is either. 
Um, Although, there was some bits in this, like, do you know, oh, I'll get to oh, it. It's good to laugh, isn't it? She reels up the thing inside the planet wants to suck the TARDIS energy. Right, so something about the, something inside wants to suck TARDIS energy off, and the thing steals the TARDIS to go steal more TARDIS energy for some reason. Like, it does fall apart, this story, and it's not great, but I just love how interesting it is and doesn't really give a shit. At least do something. I was entertained. That's all I asked for. Flux doesn't need is shit writing and it's fucking boring <laughs> like there's no recovery from it. at least Do you remember this was, yeah, I was really it? I was really interested in this the other day I listened to our Flux review or one of them why just to think you know just to see we're how we're doing that again because in my head I thought god it was crap wasn't it because neither the time nor the space they're going through it now oh I'm so sorry and they've just finished and they sort of come to the conclusion that they enjoyed it how <laughs> how the fuck did you manage that <laughs> they've come to the thing that they enjoyed wrong it. It's crap. It's some of the worst TV I've seen. Well, there you go. Um, and I thought, it's I wonder horrific. what I wonder what we thought like week in week as it happened. I remember, it got worse and worse. Episode four was. We nearly gave up. Well, Angels in the town. I said it was okay. Village of the Angels. That's the one. Angels in the town. Whatever it is, I, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. As a standalone, especially with that cliffhanger, I'd give it a thumbs up. I'd yeah, it's the it strongest up. story. That cliffhanger's great. Yeah. And I, I think... The way it looked. The actors in it. The setup of the house. How all cont- it was contained. That was a good Nothing. Episode. Yeah, but the house was nothing. It wasn't correct. The house was absolutely nothing. You, you know that big floating black and white house? No, no, not that. I mean, the Village of Angels, whatever it was. Oh, right. Okay. The house all stuck in. And yeah, 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 yeah. It was, yeah, it was a decent yeah, episode. Yeah. One, The one episode. The one written, was good, yeah. yeah. Written by someone else. Anyway. There we are really want to finish this uh yeah the thing inside the planet wants to i don't know what that is um wants to suck off a load of tardises and then dot stranded and he's like well how do i get off i'll build another tardis manages to do it what i want to know it's a doctor so whatever it's fine yeah it's a load of different tardises are we to assume that all of the tardises console room can change you know like how the console room in Doctor Who always changes, doesn't it? Yeah. Like every Doctor, we get a new one, really. Is that the same for all of the TARDISes? I would say they have the capacity to, but I always... like it's, But in this episode particularly, that's why I find it interesting. I think it's the tight-knit relationship between the TARDIS and the Doctor that when the Doctor changes, the TARDIS changes. Yeah. Whereas that there is no connection like that well, with any other pilot of a TARDIS. Because what I was thinking is that when they go to get all the bits... To build a new TARDIS, it's mm. a right mishmash. Yeah. When I thought maybe, why would it be a mishmash? Models and makes, isn't that TARDIS? Right. Okay. That's fine. Because the one he flies is obviously the one that should be in the museum. She says. Mm. So I mean, it's interesting concepts. It's just, it was just interesting. It just does something. Yeah. And it's not too insulting, apart from the sexy stuff. Oh. I know, you have to. It's it's Moffat. What can you do? What can you do? Apparently the the writer, though, uh, Gaiman had a, quite a big handle on this, though. I think he even had the rights to do his own novel if he wanted to. I don't know if he did. But he could have. Mm. If he hasn't already. He, he had full control of the behind-the-scenes stuff as well. Like, he had, this was his, his baby. So... This is not what normally happens, though. I don't know. I just read it in fact, so I was like, oh, is that... It must be 
different from normal. Yeah. And you think Moffat would have a tight hold. He's probably just got his one hand typing again, isn't he? So. Yeah. Anyway, um, Tardis calls himself sexy. Uh, Build Tardis. Drip and drop, escape in the Tardis. Uh, and I, I, I do hate how the Tardis has been personified, but I do like the dialogue shared. The dialogue itself is, uh, but like at least the it opens up these thoughts and um, things fans have been thinking about. Like, what would the TARDIS respond to in this scenario? Respond with, things like that. Is it stuff that we ever really need to hear? No, but it's interesting anyway. Uh, just, yeah, no. 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 I, uh, I can see that, I agree with that. I just think, well, if my van suddenly got a personality... It's not the same at all. Is it not? No. We've been on the adventures we have. Okay. Um, it's got all the sexy as well. Um, my love. My love. Hello, my love. Morning, my love. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. I love my van. I know you do. Uh, but yeah, time gets fucked in Tars. We already know this. We got past this. Uh, again, I love how the Series 6 fucks with time. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Rory gets knocked out. We guess up again by the Ud. I'm guessing does the Ud knock him out? I don't know. Lovely camera work, wherever it is. Whatever Pond, it is, Pond walking through, and you see Rory's like he caught, you hear him, and Rory's on the floor dead. Oh as well. yeah, all I like stuff like that. Um, they well, get chased. Out, but I get up again. They get. Chased by the Ood. Why is it there? Um, I why isn't the Ood? I get the Ood because like, what do you do when uh, some ethereal thing that doesn't have a body needs a body? An Ood. The same thing with the Satan Pit. The Beast needs a body. Ood. Yeah. But come on, I don't know. I just want like something a bit more scary. I guess. Um. Anyway, they managed to escape. They need to go to a control room because. Rory gets that vision. A lazy writing. The really well acted vision as well. And she, I think she was high as fuck because her pupils are dilated. She is gone. Baked. Um. Yeah, and then they just managed to get there. And then the console room. I don't know, you've got five minutes left to wrap this up. Uh, blah, blah, blah. The reunite. The TARDIS wins. TARDIS wins. We all know. Mm. Uh, oh, Tenant's old TARDIS room. Yeah. It doesn't look quite right, though. No. I don't know why. I imagine it's just the camera. Don't forget, we last time we saw that, we just saw the end of eight, like... Is the is the background CGI'd or something? No. It's all real, is it? Well, I don't know about in this episode, but yeah, it was real. No, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, um, if in this episode, if the background is CGI'd, just because it I looks it. odd... They kept that set for a while, didn't they? Don't get yeah, it was in. Um, it was in Cardiff, wasn't it? I think in the museum. The fourth oh, thing. This this is two years after Tennant's last episode. Yeah, if that. Crazy that when you think about it. Good God. Um. 
Yeah, they get deleted in that TARDIS room, but they don't really just get teleported back to the... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then you got the... No, no! As the TARDIS takes control again over the infiltrator. Yeah. Very old here, I thought. Very robot. Yeah. There's a lot of that in robot. Your episode. Which we still need to do. Good though, wasn't it? Uh, is it all right? <laughs> uh, and Sexy takes over the TARDIS again. But I like in this scene. I really like flying. It's one of my favourites. It's a bit on the nose, though. Uh, the the infiltrator says, Fear me, I've killed hundreds of Time Lords. And Matt says, Fear me, I've killed all of them. Mm. So, I like that. I like his delivery as well. I like when they clap as well. When he's like, oh, he's a good fellow. I, thought, I like that. Hmm. Uh, but the biggest con I think is just why didn't they just kill them all when they took the what did he take out the TARDIS it was a matrix yeah the matrix thing kill the woman then that's fine don't lock her up kill her kill the doctor kill the Roaring Pond and Mm. you're fine but no they didn't so I I got some other facts as well um Oh, uh, I got this from TARDIS Wiki. Like Love and Monsters and Utopia before it, The Doctor's Wife was also notable for its connection to a Blue Peter competition. Uh, teenager Susanna Lear's winning design for a TARDIS console was prominently featured in this episode and subsequently turned into a character options action figure set. Wow. I'm guessing it's the TARDIS interior. The, the shitty one. Yeah. The shitty one. <laughs> so there we are. Wow. Um... I'm going to give it an amber Mm -hmm. because it's not very good, but I really enjoy what it tried to do. That's why it's one of my favorite episodes, even though it's not very good. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, I'm going to give it a red. There we go. go. It was just crap. It was just crap, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Moving on, I'm going to attempt to try something new. I I hurried through mine quicker and didn't do axe this time around. Much appreciated. Okay. Okay. So, my story this week is Robot. 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 Uh, from season twelve, serial one, aired from the twenty eighth of December to twenty uh, eighth of December to the eighteenth of January, two thousand. Spreading <laughs> two, uh, spreading a year of uh, seventy four to seventy five. This story lasted a year. No, twenty eighth of December nineteen seventy four to the eighteenth of January nineteen seventy five. Written by Terence Dix, produced by Christopher Barry. No, it wasn't. Directed Barry. by Christopher Barry. Produced by Barry Letts. Script edited by Robert Holmes. And music by The Deadly Dudley. Oh. It's four episodes long. <laughs> Synopsis. Trouble is brewing once again. Oh. A series of robberies. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Shit me up then. The demon. <gasps> Trouble is brewing once again. A series of robberies are taking place 
which seemed linked to plans for a top-secret disintegrator gun. All evidence seems to point to the culprit being a sentient robot created by eccentric professor and owned by a think tank. However, nice. However, the robot's basic programming prevents him from killing, providing a contradiction to the clues. At the same time, the doctor is recovering from his latest regeneration. Can he regain his senses and help Unit solve the case before time runs out? Thoughts? Initial thoughts. <laughs> Initial thoughts. Aye. Uh, I'm bored now. Of old who. It's all very samey samey. That was my thought. Right. After watching us like. I think I was so spoiled with Keys of Angels Army. Should have left that for yeah. us. So the irony being, I'm not a particular fan of Keys of Angels Army. Yeah. Um, would you like Lucy or Rachel? Huh? Answer the question. Lucy. Okay. Interesting. You got more questions like that. <laughs> Uh, are you ready for part one? No, not yet. All right, I'm okay. reading my thoughts. Well, you just did, sort of. No, not okay. really. Um, the last episode by far is the best. <laughs> okay. It's funny. Um, funny? Tom's great. I think he's the best I've seen him in any episode I've seen. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, I think the script is on point. The dialogue. Right, yeah. Um... Sarah Jane is one of the best, I think, the best companion. Yeah, ever. She's great. Yeah, uh, I like she's commanding like Pond, but likable like Clara. Yeah, yeah. like she's just the best. Of and everything. she looks like a companion. She looks. It's really weird. Beautiful. Yeah, she does. Not that it has to be beautiful to be a companion. No, no, but she's anyway. Anyway, um, <laughs> but I mean, the stories go. It was just, it's old here again. Yeah, that's my one complaint. Yeah, it's almost like Capaldi in there, Clara, in New Who. It's like, yeah, they're great, but yeah, it's New Who. The stories are shit. Mm. So that's where I'm at. Interesting. Mm. Interesting. The story's not shit, but it's just it's the same I've seen hundreds of times now. Interesting. Tens of times. A few. Would you agree? Uh, no. Okay, of course. No, yeah. It's old Who. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it's great. Of course you do. Giant robot. Green. Guns. Green. Green. Yeah. Green, green. Uh, giant robot. Guns. Death. A lot of death. A lot of death. Yeah. Quite a high monster per minute. I think the robot is in it every three minutes. The robot's dumb. It's fucking great. It's not. It's dumb. I think it looks great. It doesn't look great. It looks awful. Part one. Are you ready? So Pertwee turns into uh, Tom Baker and is taken to the sick bay. They see a kaleidoscope view of a metal claw breaking through a gate, killing a guard, killing a dog, and breaking into a safe to steal some top secret, and we know they're top secret because it says it on the envelope, some top secret uh, plans for a disintegrator gun. Okay? Hmm. I'm in. I'm in. If an envelope says top secret written on it in big font, I'm in. Why? It's just fucking great. Oh, I hate so that. It just reminds me of um, Osgood. Oh, yeah. oh dear. 
Anyway. Uh, so the doctor tries to get back in the TARDIS before getting stopped by Harry. Harry. He cracks a brick, runs on the spot, and then skips before locking Harry in the cupboard. Well, how is a brick just? Okay. The metal claw breaks into a storeroom and kill, kills a guard before stealing a tray. He does? What? What? The metal claw. Oh. We don't know what it is yet. With that lens, the little... Kaleidoscope. Yeah. Uh, so the doctor changes into his... We don't know what it is yet. No. It's called robot. <laughs> Uh, the Dinosaur. Doctor changes into his costume and is taken by the brigadier to the scene of the crime while Sarah Jane visits Think Tank in her baby shit brown MGB or MG baby midget. Baby shit brown. <laughs> I don't know if it's an MGB or an MG midget. Uh, so she walks straight into the room that says no entry. Uh, so the brigadier has ordered guards on the bunker thing and the metal claw comes up from under the bunker and steals oh. the power thing. They go to the other end of the hole that the robot dug and say that they think they've found the other end of the hole and it's a big fucking smoking pile. Great. Do we need this? Yeah. Sarah goes back to the room where she went with uh, Jellico and Miss Winters earlier and a huge robot comes out of the loudest... Miss Winters? Yeah. She's in my good books. Is she? Yeah. Mm. I think it's great. Uh, so a little cow. Yeah, well, he's a proper. Cow. Her name changes in my notes in a minute. Oh. Uh, so a huge robot comes out of the loudest sliding door ever and walks towards her, huge, silver, and erect. <laughs> Part two. The robot is stopped by Jellico and Winters. Jellico, Jellico. They try and make the robot kill her. But it won't, and no. Sarah gets a little bit upset. This was dumb. About what? Upsetting this the made robot. no sense. Yeah, this is the one bit that I don't understand. But it's supposed to be a bit King Kong-y, isn't it? King Kong, Big Dong. Is it? Is it? Apparently, I suppose it is, isn't it? Who says that? What the writer? Oh no, it was all right because it was supposed to be like King Kong. It's okay. That didn't oh. happen in King Kong. Are you sure, Terry? King Kong wasn't programmed to kill and decided not to. Programmed to kill. <laughs> Tell you what, I've been into. I haven't seen it yet, but I really John Barrowman. Want to. John Barrowman. Godzilla. Mm. Oh dear. Have you ever seen any of them? I've seen the Japanese ones. Have you seen the, the, the original Godzilla? What on earth has happened? Have you seen the original Godzilla? Yes. The black and white one? Yeah. Yeah. The Harryhausen y sort of one. Just the original? Yeah, Godzilla. yeah. Yeah. Do you like it? Yeah, it's okay. I've uh, heard it's quite good. I really want to see it. I want to see I want to see all of them. And there's loads of Godzilla films, but yeah. I want to see them all and then uh, watch the most recent one. So Sarah goes back to units to tell them about the robot as Jellico and Winters are operating the robot as if it's ah. like a real operation. And there's a timpani roll over the whole scene of this. She's going Constant. The music in this is really good, though. That's why I need this shit. Yeah. Um, they show the robot a picture of an old man and tell it that it's an enemy of the human race. Oh. Who is this old man? Just an old man. They just told it to kill an old man. Uh, well, I'll, I'll reveal who he is. In... <laughs> the Doctor, Sarah, and Brigadier go to visit Professor Kettlewell. Oh, there's Kettle some well. There's some lovely acting. <laughs> I'd like to buy a kettle. Well, kettles. Kettle. I'd like to buy a kettle. Can you? Can you? Can you sell me a kettle? 
said the man. Man walks into PC World and says, can you sell me a kettle? Kettle. And the bloke says, Kenwood. And he says, well, where's he then? (laughs) (laughs) I don't get it. Kenwood. Oh, Kenwood. (laughs) (laughs) Where's he then? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, Kenwood. Kenwood. Where's he then? It's <laughs> <laughs> a good one. Right, well. um, so there's some lovely acting from uh, Elizabeth Sladen as Tom is talking to Prohaska. Oh, well, where yeah. she's laughing and just like she's just great. I could just watch her all day. Sarah Jane. Yeah, yeah, she's great. She's just great. So the old chap Chambers gets killed by the robot and steals an envelope. Yeah. So Right, this is the dumb now. It's great. It's not. Why would you make a massive, bulky, fat fuck robot to do your dirty work? It's get... scary, isn't it? Big fucking scary robot. There's such thing as assassins. I'm not great at their job. Um, Literally, the... and you don't need a robot to use the death ray. Brigadier just picks it up. Pricks. <laughs> <laughs> you don't I'll need do it. it. I don't understand the point in this. So the the robot goes to see Professor Kenwood. I wouldn't have it speak. I think that was oh, a mistake. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, of course not. Yeah, I disagree. The robot goes to see Professor Kettlewell, and it's all in a tiz. So Kenwood. Sa- <laughs> Kenwood. Where's he then? Sarah goes to see a load of boring people at the Scientific Reform Society boring, as the doctor goes to see Miss Winters. Who lies and says the robot has been melted, so bye. But wait, who's turned up? Brigadier. Undercover Harry. Don't know. Mm. Professor Kettlewell calls the doctor to tell him that the robot is at his house, but it's <laughs> unstable. He leaves to meet him, but Miss Winters and Jellico are waiting. Ah. The doctor arrives and the robot tries to kill him. They run about a bit and the robot smacks him over the neck. Oh, actually, I put over the sack. It's quite violent, this one. Yeah, good. It was almost the end of his career. It was only his first episode. Done. Sorry. Part three. Sarah comes in and tries to reason with the robot before arriving. No. <gasps> Can you... Right. What's his name? The Doctor. Tom Baker. He's... He acts like he's born for this role. Well, uh, he says that he isn't acting. He's just being him and just saying the words. He does say that. But Rubbish. Tom Baker has sort of built this persona now. Mm. Like I don't think he'll ever really figure out who Tom Baker like really is. Mm. Because he's sort of he's always got this Debonair. Yeah, he's got this <laughs> thing, hasn't he, that he's sort of a bit odd. Mm. But in a sort of funny way. Like he knows what he's doing. He plays he's his fingers in the pie. And it, and he knows that his finger's in the pie, and everybody can see that he's got his finger in. And he's like, yeah, yeah, you know. He's in on it, so he plays up to it more. Right. So, it's hard to tell where the Doctor finishes and he starts, or Is vice versa. Is any actor? Well, not really, because I think you can tell that they're acting. Like, Peter Capaldi is not like that. And David Tennant is not like that. And no, Tennant's not. Yeah, I suppose. I don't yeah, think any of them are, really. Eccleston. I'd say he's like that in real life. Yeah, probably. Pertwee as well is a bit of a... Yeah, I'd say Pertwee's quite like that as well. 
Maybe a little bit less serious, but... I don't know. Anyway. Um, part three. Sarah comes in and tries to reason with the robot before unit arrive and shoot at it, pissing it right off. The robot breaks through a door. You missed a bit with Sarah Jane bonding with the robot. I've already said about that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's where you stopped me. So, so, right. uh, so the robot breaks through the door, knocks over a box, and nearly falls over as it escapes. It, a couple of times. What, those cardboard boxes got it bad. Fucking hell. They find Kettlewell tied <laughs> it up. And, over, yeah. It's slow. You can see a massive stack of boxes. You better not hit those boxes. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Get So they find Kettlewell tied up and gagged in the cupboard and taken back to Unit it's HQ. It's a tiny cupboard. Turns out, right, mm. that Kettlewell is a member of the SRS, not the SS. <laughs> and Sarah convinces him to go to a meeting tonight and smuggle her in. And the brigadier uh, is fuming. Yeah, fuming. no doubt. Yeah. The action, the SRS are actually a cover for a load of bastards, right? <laughs> actually, bastards. So at the SS meet, uh, at the SRS meeting, Sarah hides behind a box as Winters shakes. This meeting was good. I don't know why I was impressed by it, but I was. Yeah, well, she proper shakes as well, doesn't it? Yeah, it is it very really... SS actually. Yeah, we're allowed to say that. I, just, I thought it was really believable. Yeah, it's good. I'm not too sure why. I, I just enjoyed the scene. Yeah. So Sarah hides behind the box as Winters shouts on stage and reveals the robot. The Doctor enters and gets caught pretty much straight away. Yeah. yeah. But he does like a card trick. I and don't understand this. Stuff. Who shot him? Well, he doesn't get shot, does he? I know, but you pretend, he, yeah, he there pretends. There is a gunshot. There is a gunshot. And he pretends he unit, got shot. Unit burst in. Pretended to shoot the Doctor. They shoot the robot. The doctor pretends that he got shot. Crap. Crap. Anyway. Uh, so the doctor... Turns out Kettlewell is a bastard too. He's a bastard. He's not totally a bastard. Well, I'd say so. I like his hair. It's great. <laughs> that was his idea as well, the actor. What was the story we did the... Oh, uh, Troughton one. The reading books thing. Not reading books. Well, like literature comes to life. Oh, yeah, the mind robber. Looking back, I, I like that. It's good, that. It's good, that. It's very strange. It, it is feel very like strange. A episode story. The actors are good, though. But, yeah, but it just made me think of that because the the scientist freak in that is uh, looks like Jer- Jellico. Sort of. Does he? It's a more just crazy scientist. All right. So, unit enters. <laughs> The unit enters. Right, unit go. enters. Yeah, so unit enters as the robot. <laughs> unit enters as the robot Kettlewell, Miss Winters, Jellicoe, and Sarah leave. The robot very gingerly walks down the steps. Like, fucking hell. Nearly goes. <laughs> it's a scene when he's like three stories tall. Mm. Fucking hell. <laughs> Goes higher, be it. when you're about to fall yeah. over constantly. Whoa, fucking whoa, whoa, hell. Whoa. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Unit and the Doctor arrive at the bunker and they mm. look through binoculars and spyglasses, even though the bunker is about 100 yards away. Yeah. It's, it's right there. Everything's very weirdly proportioned now. Yeah. Because they're very close to explosions. They get shot by a heat triggered automatic machine gun. Wow. Fucking <laughs> hell. Inside, 
Winter's the bastard, calls the unit radio and tells them that the world has 30 minutes to agree to their terms or they'll use the destructor codes. Why? Because they want their world. They want world order. They think that everybody else is thick. This is where you need... um, like, Is there a cult in Doctor Who? Um, like that's been that's, it comes up time and time again. I feel like there should be a cult, or they should start. Do you like the monks? Yeah, that's all we did. But actually, they good. do. Um, they use the Sisterhood of Khan, don't they? Yeah, it's not the same thing. It's like a like an evil cult. I mean, all oh, right, okay. No, I think not that really. Should, that really should be. Maybe a they thing. should use the SRS, the Scientific Reform Maybe. Society. Do you know what I mean, though? Just like when you've got an idea, and it's like who could be the villain? SRS. Hmm. It's them again. I like the idea. That's okay. It's kind of like Hydra, if you've seen Marvel. I'm thinking something like that. No idea. So, if, are if you, you know, if we know, you know. So, a unit th- soldier throws a grenade, but it hits a tree. <laughs> and you see it physically bounce back. Army man, is it? But then the explosion happens. Trained, are they? <laughs> yes. They get the bunker door. And the doctor uses a science screwdriver. Happens. As long as you, you, you think about where you want yeah. it to go, it'll be fine. As long as you think, it'll happen. So the uh, doctor uses his sonic screwdriver to melt the lock. There's a nice effect there where the door actually sort of melts. Yes, there is. That's very good, there that. Um, probably a heat gun or like um, just a lighter. Winter's the bastard. I'm surprised they got full-size tanks in this as well. That's cool. Huge. So Winters the Bastard tells Jellico to fit the robot with a big gun and send it outside. He opens the door into the robot and it shits itself. <laughs> Do you see that? When Sarah Jane and Harry are in the room and the robot's by the door, Jellico opens the door, it hits the robot, and Michael Kilgariff, who's in the costume, obviously didn't expect. And he does that. Like you see the robot just go, oh fucking hell. How tall is he? He's a big bloke. He played the um cyber controller in Tomb of the Cybermen. Oh. And the cyber controller in Attack of the Cybermen. Mm. So he's a big chap. Mm. I'd imagine he's like 6'5. Mm. But he's also got like big shoes on, hasn't he? Big shoes. Big shoes to fill, Michael. Um, so the robot goes outside and kills a unit soldier and uh, a toy it's tank. That. Uh, there's a lot of death in this. Yeah. I'm into that. I love death. I think they're the worst types of deaths when they just evaporate and go. Mm. There's nothing to bury, nothing to mourn. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, so the robot goes outside, and they get afforded to destroy a tank, which is well, crazy. yeah, that's what I was gonna say. They've killed a unit soldier and destroyed the tank, and the robot says, "Go, go now, or I will destroy you all." You're ordered to destroy everyone anyway. Yeah, but it's got a conscience, isn't it? Robots don't work like that. This one does. Okay. Part four. Winter's the bastard. Tells Kettlewell to start the countdown. And then needs to check how much food they've got just in case of a nuclear fallout because she forgot to... I'm out. I'm out. So Harry fucking thumps Jellico to save Kettlewell and they leave with Sarah. Leave with Sarah. <laughs> and she reasons with the robot that Winters, the bastard, is a bastard. Hmm. But the robot kills Kettlewell and falls to the floor like he's had a breakdown. Sounds like a saying that. Mm. Winters is the bastard. Winter's the Bastard. No, uh, that'll be... The... <laughs> In the bunker, Winter's the Bastard is restarting the codes, but the Doctor manages to stop the countdown. Sarah slips away, and the robot meets her and tells her not to be scared of it. 
They enter the control room and the robot restarts the countdown because he killed Kettlewell and he wants to finish what he started. Mm-hmm. As like he's sort of, you know, he's upset. Yeah. The doctor heads to go and find the metal virus thing that Kettlewell created because the robot's made out of like um, a, a new metal, a growing metal, a living metal. Right. So there's also a virus to get rid of it. What? The countdown ends. Just make a robot. You don't need to make all this bullshit. Oh, it's okay. The countdown ends and the failsafe kicks in, so it's all okay. The robot leaves the bunker with Sarah. The brigadier shoots the robot with that big gun thing. Yeah. But it just makes the robot big, huge, big, big, big. Right. Big, 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 big. Sarah runs to escape the robot. She shits it. Yeah. It's very King Kong. This she's great. It's very King Kong. This isn't it? Well, this is what very King Kong. Very King Kong. So I've put Sarah runs to escape, but the robot King Kongs her. King Kongs her. And pops her on the roof of a building. She's great. She is great. She's just great. She is great. Right. I know everybody, it's such a cliche thing to say that Sarah Jane Smith is great. But she's great. I hate her son, though. He found her in a skip, didn't he, or something? In a warehouse (laughs) skip. I think she did, yeah. Something stupid. Um, So so anyway, so he puts her on the roof. She might be back. I know she's dead. So, unit open fire, but to no avail. One of the soldiers gets squashed by the robot's foot. Fucking hell. I wish I saw some gore or something like a hand. Yeah. Just a twitchy hand. Just a twitchy hand. Uh, and a building kicked over. Yeah, that's pretty that cool. Nice. The doctor comes back with a bubbling bucket, and Harry drives what? off. It's, it's the virus, is it? Yeah, it's right? like the... Like the thing to make bubble it... Bubble bath. Melt. Yeah, big, big <laughs> thing, bubble bath. So, Harry drives off. And the doctor nearly falls out of the yeah. fucking car. It's great. Uh, the doctor throws the bucket of stuff all over the robot, and the robot starts to shrink and falls to the floor. There's a nice fanfare as the doctor comes back yeah, in the like car that. as well. Waves. Da, 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 da. Uh, the robot disintegrates. Uh, that's the end of that. Mm-hmm. Back at unit H, 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 headquarters, yep. the doctor offers an upset Sarah a, a jelly baby, a Sarah Bailey. A Sarah, a jelly baby, before asking her if she's coming with him. Mm-hmm. Harry walks in and says, where are you going? He tells Harry to walk inside. Oh, I say, he says. The Doctor and Sarah follow and dematerialise. Off for another exciting adventure in time and space. Next up, the Ark in space. You missed when Tom Baker regenerated. Well, that was the first line. And changed into all those costumes. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Um, Pooh didn't get a very nice send-off, did he? I mean, he had a whole six-parter before this. Yeah, but the actual regeneration was like, oh, whatever. Isn't that how the regeneration works, though? I don't know. They sort of regenerate, don't they, and then... <laughs> You don't see them again. <laughs> it's a shame Pertwee wasn't in it. I mean, he's only just regenerated into Tom Baker. We should have at least seen him. We did, sort of. Um, speaking of, you know, at least seeing people, this mm. is the last story to feature Bessie until the Five Doctors. That's sad. It is sad, isn't it? I hope we see Bessie again one well, day. Well, uh, funny enough, though, you were saying about John Pertwee mm. not getting a send-off. Part of this story was recorded at the same time as Planet of the Spiders. Was. Which is uh, Pertwee's last last story. So uh, yeah, so John and Tom were both doctors at the same time. Correct. 
Yes, they kind of like Shooty and Jody now. Yeah, and David. And that. Yeah. It's not really a good fact, that, is it? <laughs> it's like the 50th, like, there's loads of doctors there. Yeah. Wow. I hate the 50th. Mm. It was shit, wasn't it? It wasn't very good, was it? It's just as Brought everybody together, though. It was, yeah, it was nice, but it's, no. Half of them were dead. Right. So, robot. It's, it's the same as what I thought from the beginning. It, it doesn't make much sense because it's old who. And they don't, I don't know. Um, I just want a robot. All you need is Will Smith. You got an iRobot. Not allowed him anymore. I got nothing to say. He's got nothing to say. I think it's great. I think the I script why. is lovely. This, yeah, the dialogue, I think it's my favourite. Dialogue's great. It's acted really well. Um, they use outdoor locations all the time. I'd like to see more of these two. Because the robot well, shit. you don't get them. It's uh, this first... Tom's first season is great. Mm. Season 12. I think it is, isn't it? Season 12. It's great. It's the lighthouse one. No, Bang Rocks. No, no. That's not Sarah Jane. No. It's Leela. Um, Leela. But yeah, you get... Leela. That's not, that's not the other one. No. That's, that's this first season is great. You get this... Then you get Ark in Space. Then you get Sontaran Experiment. Then you get Genesis of the Daleks. Mm. Then you get Revenge of the Cybermen. Oh. What more do you want? You get literally... You get Giant Robot, Giant Ants, Sontarans, Daleks, Davros, Cybermen. Welcome to Doctor Who. Giant robot. Giant robot? What's wrong with the giant robot? Dork. It looks shit. I'd say this robot is smaller than the shitty robot in the dinosaurs on the spaceship one. You know the ones that, that's played by um, Mitchell and Webb? I think the robot's okay. I'm surprised that it actually works. Like as The uh, robot's you know. fine. It's more like the conception of it and the idea that it's got conscience I disagree with. Just have it be a ro- robot. It's more scary just being a robot and will do anything. They could have had it just as a robot and just never seen Kettlewell and just have him controlling it. Like Plus, he's a- we've seen stuff like this and, and Tom Baker gets another robot thing, Robot to Death. Yeah, but this is the first one. All right. We can't say, well, yeah, but he's going to have another one in a few years, so you can't <laughs> do this now, can you? It's more like that then one did it better, so I'm like, I know what. Oh, yeah, but it's, it's a completely different thing. The whole thing of Robots to Death is completely different to Robot. Robots killing people. Yeah, but some every, everything kills yeah, but, people in Doctor Who. Ah. Except in your episode when nobody dies. Oh, no. Uh, oh, no, actually. The thing that we don't see dies. Yeah. And the TARDIS. The woman. The woman. The woman. And the uncle and auntie. Or auntie they or don't uncle. die. Do they not? No. Oh, there you go. Don't. Get seen again. Oh right, okay. Um, and Rory kind of dies. He right. dies a lot. I remember when I first saw this story. I had it on video, Christmas Day. Right. I'm sorry. Christmas Day. It would have been probably two, about two thousand and one, two. So you would have been. 
Six. Yeah, about six. Mm. And I had the video, and I had my a new television mm. with a video player built in for Feel Christmas. You'd love one of them. Now, I had the you? telly. I had Robots of Death. I had Trial of a Time Lord. No, I rem- I like vividly remember it. It was a black Sony VHS TV combo, combi, whatever you call combi. it. Combi. <laughs> it was. I really want one. I really want one there. Wait, are you? Gonna, did you say you're going to get rid of your videos? All my duplicates. I'll have them. Okay, there you go. Downstairs. Um. Robot. Robot. Yeah, well, probably put them on eBay. Thousands. About three quid. Uh, Robot, Trial of a Time Lord, and another one as well. Revenge of the Cybermen. It was Revenge of the Cybermen. Right. It was a glorious Christmas. Why are you telling me this? It was just great. Okay. Robot was one of them. Yeah. So it means something to you, so it couldn't possibly be shit because you got... Uh, no, not that it couldn't possibly be shit. Yeah. How, I really want a VHS combi. I really I want one. now. But I don't want to go drive to John O'Groats for it. Who's that? Like top end of Scotland. So I'm a stupid... Die. Yeah. If anybody... Right, I'm going to put a call out. If anybody has a TV VHS combi thing... Do you know what I mean? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Like a sort of 14-inch screen with a video player Cube that's stuck into it. CRT TV with a VHS player in it. Yeah. Combi. I'll have it if you don't want it. Um, it's good to charity shops, I'd say. Do you think? Yeah, because... In... Or someone just has them in the attic. Because one of those things is big, heavy, you're not going to sell them for much, but you don't want to get rid of it because you've got all your VHSs. Mm. So people just have them in the attic. Right, well, can... Um... Yeah, can if you have a look in your attics and see if you've got one, and uh, email us mail at wccy.co.uk or if tweet you get us. One, yeah, yeah. I want to watch some old who on it. Be great. It's it looks great. It just looks great. I it. it would. I want to have a little go as well. Um. So yeah, I think I think robots great. It could do no wrong in my book. I don't think it's a very. It, I don't think it's one of the best Tom Bakers, but it's definitely. It's a good start. It's a very strong start, actually. Very strong start. I just it didn't do anything for well, me. Uh, the end was cool. Very, oh, uh, especially I think it's, it was cool that I've been into Godzilla this week. Godzilla and King Kong and all that. Yeah, researching, and it just so happens that this was a monster flick as well. When did this come out? Eighties. Uh, 74, 74, 74, 75. So still in the age of flicks and stuff like that. Still yeah, probably. The end, but... Yeah. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. I give it a great. I've never seen Dog 2 do that, apart from like Big Angel in New York. There's a lot of that in sort of early Tom Baker. Big things. Well, they do, they just sort of... They steal a load of sort of universal horror and all that mm. stuff and hammer horror and just mm. do it themselves. Mm. I think it's great. It's really strong. 
Nice stuff. Has Doctor Who ever been like had an official crossover? Even no, not really. That's sad. I hate that sort of thing though. I think it just sort of. Yeah, I can imagine a really good old episode. I mean, they did this EastEnders, didn't they? But yeah, I suppose. But we'll ignore. I can that. Imagine the cool one with like Universal Monster or something. Like it's dumb, but it's like yeah. Sylvester McCoy one or something. I can see that. I mean, they've used Frankenstein a few times, haven't they? But they can use that though, can't they? Yeah, I suppose it's not licensed, is it? Like that sort of in that way. Uh, but yeah, I'd give Robot a green. You can argue Invisible Man. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's true. So, yeah. No. I'd give it an amber. He's giving it an amber. Because it just didn't really do much for me. Oh, there you go. It was fine. It was absolutely fine. There you go. Absolutely fine. The story was dull as fuck. It wasn't dull as fuck. It was just... Is. It existed for you. The robot was shite, but, I mean, it's old who. It's what it is. I loved uh, the the professor and the leader of DSS, the mm-hmm. woman. Miss Winters. Big goggles. Mm-hmm. Big thumbs up. Tom and Sarah, big thumbs up. Big thumbs up. Some good action. Yep. But where's my monster? Yeah. Because it's not there. Well, there is a giant fucking robot. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't do it for me. I'm not a massive fan of robots. I there, I said it. I love a robot. I don't. A good and robot. Ro- I think the last, <coughs> one, the last robot that creeped me out was a clockwork robots in in New Who. Oh, creepy then. Madame de Pompadour. Madame de Pompadour. Oh uh, well, well, it so doesn't we matter are. what we think. No, apparently not. Have we got any feedback? No, I didn't nothing. think we did. No, no. nothing. We just had to put in the song. That's song. <laughs> Well, if you've made it this far, congratulations. Keep going, you're nearly there. Content, content, content. Only on WCCY. So, all that remains now is for us to say which stories we're going to be doing next time. And our next Doctor Who review, we're going to be joined by a very special guest. We're going to be joined by Caroline from My Adventure in Space and Time. Do you want me to go first? No. Okay. Right, you ready? Yes. You can either choose Vincent and the Doctor. No, thank you. Night Terrors. Don't know what that is. Or A Town Called Mercy. I don't like the sound of that. So I think I'm going to go for Night Terrors. Or The Snowman, but I think it's a Christmas special. That's not what it sounds like. I'm going to go for Night Terrors. Are you sure you don't want to go for Vincent and the Doctor? Uh, I'm pretty sure. Do you know what Vincent and the Doctor is? It's the one where everybody cries, isn't it? I don't think so. Vincent Van Gogh. Oh, okay. Van Gogh. Is it historical? Van Gogh. Gogh. Is it historical? I'm okay, thank you. It's a really nice one. Is it? Oh, go on there. Fuck it up. Or... Why make me pick? Night Terrors is the one with the big dollies. Do you remember the big dollies? The, the Vincent Van Gogh one, I remember, was the, was the one where I was like, oh, I like Doctor Who. That it made me do that. All right, then. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, do you want Vincent Van Gogh one or Night Terrors? Well, you've said about it 15 times now. Should we do the Vincent Van Gogh one? 
whichever one you want. Let's Which, just do that one, please. Do you want to do that one? Yeah. So my one is uh, series... Who is it? What? Who's series the... 5, episode 10. It's Vincent and the Doctor. The Doctor and Amy Pond meet oh. Vincent Van Gogh and an ancient terrifying monster. I'll have fun with Caroline next week. <laughs> week after. Oh, yeah. Caroline. I wonder if she like that. Yeah, let's do right, that. Okay. Uh, my story next time oh. is we're heading back to Patrick Troughton. Can we do some Sylvester? The Macra Terror. Hey, it's that one that doesn't have any... It's animated. Yeah. Yeah, it's on Brickbox. Fuck's sake. The TARDIS arrives... Didn't you have it on Blu-ray? What? Didn't you have it on Blu-ray? Yes. You've got yeah, probably. The TARDIS arrives on a human colony that appears to be a holiday camp oh. where the happiness of the inhabitants raises suspicions. Oh, my God. Good grief. Well, you've got all that to look forward to in two weeks' time. Can't believe it. We've got Look Who's Talking next week. Don't know what we're talking What's about. It? but uh, With who? I don't know yet. Oh, right, there we go. There we Thanks are. for listening. Enjoy Reading Club on Patreon. Enjoy this. You've already listened to it, so if you're still here... Maybe I should leave a little uh, snippet of Reading Club, what you're missing out on. Nah. Forget it. Leave it. All right, then. Goodbye. Are you sure? What? A little snippet of Reading oh, Club. Oh, all right, then. Here's the... a little snippet of Reading Club. There's a snippet of Reading Club at the end. Right, then. Goodbye. Okay, all right, then. See you later, then. W-C-C-Y. Panorama chemicals will inherit the Earth, said Dr. Stevens, as you will soon agree. Let me help you. <laughs> Dr. Bell sat quite still. No, Dr. Bell sat quite still while the director placed the earphones in position. There, said Dr. Stevens. We're all set. He hurried back to his desk and plugged the lead from the earphones into the special socket. <sighs> plugged the lead from the earphones into the special socket in his intercom. He had an adapter that he bought from B&M. <laughs> it was a bit dicky. Instantly, Dr. Bell started to writhe, agony showing on his face. Dr. Stevens felt sorry for him, but, but knew the process was necessary. After a full minute, Dr. Stevens pulled the earphone lead from the socket. Dr. Bell slumped in his chair, his face at peace. Dr. Stevens went back to him. How do you feel now? Dr. Stevens spoke loudly so that Dr. Bell would eat him through the earphones. You've done something quite... No. You've done something to my mind, said, Do- said Dr. Bell. His voice now quite normal. Oh, oh. you've done something to my mind. <laughs> yeah. Heavens, man, said Elgin. We've been through all that and... You have been hypnotised, or have you been hypnotised, or something? Dr. Bell. Oh, God. That's severe heartburn. Dr. Bell. Guy's burning. Dr. Bell turned to Elgin. Can't you see? Can't. Can't you see? I am trying to get on with my work. Well, I can see, Elgin replied. It's a nice fellow. I used to know behaving like someone else. There was a sudden harsh buzzing from one of the panels. Red lights flashed on and off 
and from a loudspeaker, a mechanical voice boomed into the room. Intruders in the waste pipe! Intruders in the waste pipe! Just want to clip it all the way through, yeah. Well, it might distort a little bit there, so that might be funny. Uh, no, I lost my place. Oh, no, I haven't. What the devil's that? Asked Elgin. Dr. Bell pressed one of the buttons on the console. I can't see this. A small television monitor came to life. Showing a picture of the Doctor and Joe desperately climbing up the rungs inside of the great pipe. Dr. Bell glanced at the screen but did not seem to react to what he saw. He went to a microphone and spoke into it. You can send in your feedback, comments and suggestions by contacting us on Twitter at WhoCanConvince, email us on mail at wccy.co.uk or visit www.wccy.co.uk Be sure to leave the podcast a rating and review on your podcast platform. For bonus content, consider supporting us on Patreon by visiting www.patreon.com forward slash WCCY. Thanks for listening and thank you for your support.